So, Hamilton. I heard this was the bomb.com before I even saw it. Everybody was ranting and raving about Hamilton. First time I heard about it, I heard that it was really good. I think it was Critical Role. Like, Travis Willingham was just like, it's my favorite thing in the world, and I'm so excited, and I paid a lot of money to see it, and fuck it, I don't care, it was dope. And then a friend of mine got really, really into the music for Hamilton. And I think, there, because there was also a, like, parody version of Hamilton's musical that dealt with Critical Role, like, all mixed up together. And it was just the right thing to get him really into it. So that must be weird. Like hearing songs from a thing and then seeing it. I love musicals. I think that they're great. A lot of them, the subject matter doesn't jibe with me. But give me one that's completely nonsensical and like based in nonfiction. Like Repo, the genetic opera, or the sing-along blog, or the Xena and Buffy musicals. Um, What are some other really good ones? Oh, I love fucking Sweeney Todd. Fucking love it. I know all those songs by heart. Greenfish and Lindenbird, like, I wish I had a voice and able to do that song. As you can tell by listening to me, I I don't. (laughs) There's no fucking way. So I like musicals a lot. Broadway musicals, I felt like a lot of them were just, the subject matter was a little too heavy for me. Um, Like Avenue Q and stuff like that. It's like, oh, it's too heavy. Too heavy. Can't. Can't. So I was like, hey, here's some historical fan fiction, because that's, that's essentially what this is. It's actually really accurate to history, actually. Um, there's a couple liberties taken here and there about information we don't quite know the 100% because, you know, the narrators of events, you know. The, when I say historical fan fiction, is like, Hamilton is a great dude, but boy, they exploded on him. And, and I think the reason why this, this play exists is because growing up uh, as an American, right, what do you know about Alexander Hamilton? The most I know about the dude is the Got Milk commercial in which we know we learned that Aaron Burr shot him. That's literally it. And he's on the $10 bill. Like, that's the motherfucker right there, Hamilton. There he is. And, of course, looking at the $10 bill, it's like, man, he must have did something shady because he's on the money, right? <laughs> it's like, no, he's fucking Secretary of the Treasury. Like, thank you, man on the $10 bill. And also, fuck you, man on the $10 bill, because your system doesn't really work that well this many years later. But the point of the systems that were put in place back then were meant to be changed. Like, that was the whole... That was the whole point. U.S. history was usually so fucking dry in school that it was like, come on, tell us about Egypt already. Fuck this. I want to learn about Hannibal and the Alps. Uh, I was always more interested in history that wasn't here. Because I was like, this is boring. What do they do? They have muskets. Lame. But this musical really gets you into it. Like, after watching it, I want to know, I want to watch the John Adam miniseries to find out about that part of the story. There's other miniseries that surround the people in this that I'm like, well, I want to know about him now. I want to put all the pieces together in this particular part of history. And when it ends, that fucking sucks. I was like, wait, doesn't Hamilton become president? In my brain, that's what I was thinking. Well, doesn't he become president? No, because Aaron Burr shot him. Also, he he disgraced himself, so he couldn't become president. Imagine to now, an affair kills his chances of being president. We had a president who had an affair in the Oval Office. That doesn't matter now. It's kind of like when you're watching uh, House of Cards and you're like, man, this is really intriguing, interesting politics. This is crazy. And then after that, the real world gets so crazy. You're like, this is not even entertaining anymore. This is not nearly as crazy as the real world is. I can just watch the news. I I thought he was president. So I was like, oh, we're going to get past this presidency and this presidency. And then I looked up the list of presidents on Wikipedia and I was like, wait, wait a minute. What happens? So now I'm interested. It's like, shit, now I got to go through it. Like, now I got to see where this goes there's a great youtube channel called biographics where a guy does um this really posh guy tells you history of things and i went there immediately after watching the movie and goes okay i need some more information about this story and he barely covers u.s presidents and i'm like what come on i need to know what happens in the rest of the story so i am thirsty as fuck to watch 
you know, I have Amazon Prime. I'm probably going to sit here and pop up the John Adams miniseries just to get the end of the story. But it got me really interested in U.S. history, where before I was like, U.S. history is fucking dry. And usually when you open the book, you're like, Alexander Hamilton, blah, blah, blah. he did a thing, I guess. I don't even fucking remember it. And I, you know, I'm, I tend to think to, of myself as a person who likes history. Seeing the fact that, you know, that U.S. history is so dry and I don't care. Like, no, it was juicy as fuck. And once you understand how the politics work and stuff back then, like, House of Cards gets really ridiculous. But I would say watch the first, like, few seasons to see how things work in, in the room where it happens, so to speak. And then you kind of get it. I'm sure there's other shows that do that, like The West Wing and stuff like that. But I thought this movie was really good. This filmed play that's given to us in a digestible movie form. A lot of people seem to think that putting it on film kind of cheapens it because you have to be there and experience it. Don't listen to those people. They're just like fucking gatekeepers who are like, you need to have the pure and true experience. As long as people get to experience it, I don't know what the problem is. I think the music is really well done. I did have one problem. And it's not what you may think. You're probably thinking, oh, she, she's black. She has a problem with the, with the slavery thing. Knowing about Hamilton, not really. We don't know about Hamilton. Because I've, I've learned recently that not all schools have the same curriculum. This is something I learned very recently. And it's like, duh, why didn't you know that? And it's like, well, I just, I grew up in New York. I don't know. We learned about slavery. And a lot of schools don't teach it the right way. But I'm pretty sure the whole thing is like, we want to show you stuff you didn't know. You know about slavery already we don't got to really touch on that we want to keep it a little light you know slavery happened we're going to allude to slavery here or there it does the thing of hey man if you want to know more do research actually look into it and you will find out so much more about this all thing and about slavery and stuff like that it's like gargoyles that kind of we're going to give you a taste of shakespeare to make you interested in it so you go study on your own and i think that that's something that people are sorely missing people expect to be sat down and told everything from a to z and not do any of the work this is only a two and a half hour fucking production and i still thought it was a little ran a little long and that's one of my, my problems with it but that my problem totally isn't about the omission of slavery they did touch on it and like i said we all know about it already so they were like Let's touch on other things. That's not the problem I had. The problem I had with this was I thought some of the songs went a little long. Because I spoke about this with my husband and my friends who I watched it with. And at a distance, on Discord, social distancing, we discussed it. And I had I had one problem, that was a bigger problem than this. But I, this, is another, this is the problem that I didn't mention was I thought some of the songs dragged a bit. A lot of times towards the end of the song, I was like, I get it. Move on. I get it. You gotta stop lingering on this song. And I feel like if they stopped lingering on certain songs for so long, the play would have been a lot more tight and a lot more digestible. Because some people just see the runtime and freak out. Like me, who's a person who's like, more one of more attention disorders, and I cannot. If I see a, two hours and, 50, and 40 minutes, I get scared and don't want to watch the thing. And um, instead of just ripping off the band-aid, I get terrified of watching movies, which is why I don't really review them often. And I want to sit down and review a movie, especially now that we're in the great COVID drought because we can't get many dubs happening. I'm sitting around waiting for dubs to happen and I'm not really recording reviews. And because of that, I think I'm going to go back to movies, but I think I'm going to start breaking them up into digestible chunks so that I can better get through a movie and actually sit down and talk about it. I thought some of those songs lingered way too much. It was like, I get it, move on. And it would have gotten an A if they tightened up those songs and if also they did too much telling and not showing. And I get it, the life of Alexander Hamilton is a long time. We only got so, so much time to kind of express that. But I didn't really feel that connected to the characters because I they, I had a hard time sympathizing with them until the middle of the movie. Like at the beginning of the movie, Hamilton, they literally narrate to you that Hamilton is the dopest motherfucker that ever was. And it's like, we get it. He's the best. He's great. It's awesome. And I think that what hurt it also was this one play, one song in the middle. And I think a lot of people were like, that song shouldn't have been there. They should have cut that. 
is the one where he just like tears apart this asshole who just is who's just a straw man who kind of is just there to get his ass beat by Hamilton. I was like, I get it. He's smart. <laughs> and all it did was mean all it did was build sympathy for Burr because Burr this whole time was like trying. He was struggling to get ahead. And why the fuck is he so good? Because he works all the time. Because he's a workaholic. And I think they did a great job of telling you the flaws of Alexander Hamilton. Because that that's another thing. Somebody somebody was like, oh, he's written to be too perfect. They're like, no, they tell you his flaws. They just kind of dress them up. They dress the pig up, so to speak, in a nice in a nice clothes, and they tell it it can be the they tell it it could be president. They're like, oh yeah, he works all the time. There's a part of the there's parts of the song where his wife is like, bro, like, can we spend time together? And he's like, nah. Sorry, gotta work. The, the nation is new. Come on, what the fuck? And I get it, but all the time, at the same time, it paints him as this workaholic who, like, his one of his best friends dies, and he's like, nope, don't care, until he feels like, hears it's one of his best friends, and he's like, okay, great, I gotta work to do this pain, thank you. They also paint him as not being there for his family. Come on, our son is like, he wants to show you something. He's like, fine, I mean, I was in the middle of work, but whatever. So they paint that in a negative way, but they do blow off Smoke Up His Ass at the very beginning and just tell you, physically straight up tell you in several lines of song that Alexander Hamilton is the motherfucker. But in the middle of the play, Eye of the Hurricane does the whole filling out of his backstory in such a way that you're like, got it. They gave Alexander Hamilton a bit of an abrasive, cocky personality that I really did not jive with until the middle of it, until Eye of the Hurricane. LMM there, doesn't really have the presence as every, that everybody around him does. Hercules Mulligan had incredible presence. That dude just showed up and was like the man right away. For the first act, my favorite songs were the ones from The King because, oh my God, that dude ate the scenery with a fucking fork. I loved him. He was so fantastic. And we all know that King George goes crazy. Like he goes mad. So we start to see those prickles of madness and the abusive relationship he has with America. Like that was very interesting. I liked the word choice there. It was just good song. And to make it, also they made it poppy, right? It sounds like like Elton John so and that's on purpose I guess they wanted to make it sound British it, it was poppy and I was just like man the king is really persuasive like <laughs> I don't know this music really slaps and speaking of persuasive music man those rap battles in congress were dope as fuck if only that's how they dealt with everything like if there was a two people that sat down in congress and, and did a rap battle we'd be fine that that's I think how you should settle things because it makes it digestible but what happens is a lot of politicians use a lot of legal speak just so that the people don't understand what they're saying. That's on purpose. That's a purposeful tactic to make it non-digestible so they can kind of get away with murder, essentially. But I loved how accessible this was. I, I loved it. And fuck, I, I love the drama also. Thomas Jefferson, his introduction, I'm not one of these people that's like, I don't like rap music. I like rap music. I grew up with it. But whenever they change styles to kind of illustrate that these people are from different walks of life or the mood is different, it was a treat. And so because it was rare, I was like, oh, look at that, yes. And usually, like, rap stuff in things, like a rap interlude in something, is really cheesy. Like, LMM did a rap interlude in the Moana song in the credits, and I hated it. I was like, oh, this doesn't fit here. It's a little bit cringy. It's kind of like you're trying to make Moana cool. She's already cool. She doesn't need this. But I thought the rap was great here, and I thought that all of the little Easter eggs, the rap tribute things, was great. I really enjoyed that. But yeah, I, I think this play was fantastic. And I think my favorite thing about it is the rotating stage allows you to do so much symbolism. There's a part of the, of the play where it rewinds and I was like, God damn, that's fantastic. And the, the players, the company there, not being dressed in black, I thought was interesting because the lighting was so fucking good. And I think that's the person who does the best job in this. Uh, I love the choreography. And I think the person who does lighting does such a spectacular job that people are standing on the same stage. The lighting makes it feel like they're in different rooms sometimes. Yeah, people are like, oh, the stage itself is a bit boring. You are too drawn in by the 
performers and the lighting to really notice the stage mostly. I thought this was fantastic. They did wonderful work with this. Uh, my friends were like tearing up about it, about Eliza especially. I felt really bad for her and I loved her performances. I damn just thought that her sister stole the show though. I thought she was a more powerful singer in those moments, that she packed more of a punch. And I ended up feeling more bad for her than I felt for the wife. Even though I did feel bad for the wife and I thought she did a spectacular acting job, she just wasn't as powerful as her sister. And Peggy, Peggy was fucking dope, love Peggy. Bless up to Peggy. I also like the idea that some characters will come up and play different roles that have different things to do with it. Jefferson especially, because he plays Lafayette. I love that Jefferson also has a connection to France that kind of ties those two characters together. Lawrence there plays his son. It's kind of like his son, his friend was reincarnated into his son. There's, there's a little bit of squeak there because pray tell there's rumors a little bit that those two were lovers and now it's his son, that's weird. Don't think too hard about it. But the one I really like uh, when Jefferson was like, what about Lafayette? And he's like, he'll be fine newsflash Lafayette was not fine turns out he suffered a lot but the fact that Lafayette is asking him what about Lafayette was fucking great that was I love that I love that some of these the sister and Peggy played you know the mistress the one the woman who showed up and had the affair with Hamilton because you see the, at the very beginning of the play you see all three of the of the sisters saying that they loved him shit they all probably did it now it has a double entendre you know I uh, loved it Loved that thought that was great um, and of course, obviously, there's obvious symbolism, like, oh, you know, he's not throwing away his shot. At the end, he literally throws away his shot. Like, I get that stuff. But there was just the, I like the little things, you know, the teeny tiny things, like, the one woman in the company that represents death really enthralled me, and it made me want to watch the play again, just to watch her interact with people, because she is the personification of death. She plays the bullet at the end, and if you, now that you see it and go, oh, now you go back and want to rewatch it again. It definitely sets itself up for repeat viewings, and it sets itself up to go, you right there, go watch the John Adams uh, miniseries, go watch a documentary about Thomas Jefferson, go watch a documentary about all the other players, and then watch Hamilton again. It sets itself up for repeat viewings, and I like that about it. Will I listen to it in the car, though? I'm not sure it has much listenability, like, that I'm gonna bop to the car, like, I definitely will randomly go, the Reynolds pamphlet. Like, I'm randomly gonna do that. I don't know. I have to really sit and think on that question of which songs would I sit around and sit down and just kind of belt out randomly. And it usually hits me later, that kind of thing, where what song stuck in my head? What song do I want to jam to? Um, because I never thought when I was listening to Greenfinch and Lennon Bird and Sweeney Todd, for instance, that I loved that song as much as uh, I did. There's only one or two songs from musicals that I end up, like, down downloading and, and bopping to. I'm not sure what that would be in this one. I'm really not. Uh, probably Thomas Jefferson's introduction because holy shit, that was amazing. Also, uh, Thomas Jefferson, I remember that there was allusions, uh, they alluded to slavery. They alluded to slavery in that scene when Thomas Jefferson comes back and all the people are working around him. Those are slaves, y'all. Especially when he tells the one, hey, open this letter for me. I'm not gonna open it myself. I'm such an asshole slave owner. I'm not even gonna open my own letters. Um, little things like that were nice touches. Love that shit, fantastic. Hamilton is dope. It definitely deserved to be seen. Like I said, I'm giving this a B plus. But that's it. Thanks for listening.